Hello, Tom Shanklin here with my lovely wife Susan. We're glad to be with you. <clears throat> Welcome to Good News for Everyone. Susan, I'm glad we have good news. I'm glad I'm everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're part of that, aren't we? We're everyone. And God loves everyone. Praise everyone. God. Everyone. Yeah. Even the worst sinner. You know, and uh, Paul made that statement. He says, Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. Yeah, I'm chief. Of whom I am chief. I'm the chief sinner. So here's the great apostle recognizing his own sinfulness and need for Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus. And God so loved the world, the whole world, he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So we're glad we have good news because there's enough bad news in the world. So we're here to share some happy good news with you. And today uh, we'd like to share with you about how to be like Jesus. That's how, a big order. How to be like Jesus. Now, some people may not be interested in the subject because maybe they don't want to be like Jesus. <laughs> and others may have given up on the idea. Maybe they tried to be like Jesus and have given up on it but I think why do we want in to our be spirit, like Jesus in our spirit I think we do want to be like why, Jesus why do we want to be like Jesus I think God's put that in our heart to be like Jesus and like, we learned here in the scriptures it huh. says for those who he foreknew he predestinated or predestined to be conformed to the image of his son so that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So Jesus is the firstborn, and then we are the second, third, fourth, and so on, born. We're to be like Jesus. But you want to be like Jesus if you're born again, right? When you're born again, he puts that desire in you. But as I said, I think sometimes we've become tired of trying because it's really hard to be like Jesus. I haven't arrived. It's like uh, the impossible task. And I know when I shared the topic with you, you said, I've given up. And I said, well, that's good. That's the first step. First, first, we need to give up and realize that we can't be like Jesus without his power in our lives. We need to allow Jesus to take over so that we can be conformed to him. You know, it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit that we can be like Jesus. Paul said in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of Man who loved me and gave himself for me. So, I have a question that you wouldn't let me speak before. But why do we want to be like Jesus? Well, why do you think? <laughs> well, I, I think that he did it all, so why do I have to be like Jesus? <laughs> well, keep listening. Keep listening. <laughs> because, see, we don't have to do this in the natural. What uh -huh. we need to do is let him do his work in us. You know, in the, the next verse here, it's interesting. He says, uh, those who he predestined, we're predestined to be like Jesus. He also called, he calls us. And those who he called, he justifies. 
and those who, whom he justified, he also glorified. So God's ultimate plan is to glorify us, that we would be glorified with his glory. Now, the final chapter of that is going to come when Jesus comes back, because the Bible said, when we see him, we will be like him. But I think if God's put his Holy Spirit in it, he's put a desire in us to be like Jesus. You know, the old song, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus, all I want is to be like him. I think there is a desire in us to be like Jesus. But mm. the trouble is, once we start trying, uh, we, we fail, and then we just think it's an unobtainable goal to be like Jesus. But there's some scriptures I'd like to share today and some thoughts, because I think we need to realize that to be like Jesus, we've got to let him live in us. You know, the Bible said in Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. So <clears throat> it's this union with Christ that is really the only way that we can be like Jesus is by letting him live in us. Well, you know, we might have to start this over again, but... I have never thought of that I want to be like Jesus. Mm. Well, I have. Oh. Yeah. I've been I'll, tell you, with I'll him. tell you one reason that I have. <clears throat> yeah, but I, I, you know, I want to be like Susan with Jesus's abilities, but I never thought to be like Jesus. I mean, maybe it's easier for you to relate to that because you're a guy. In, in right. that sense, I've never, I never thought well, to be you know, like Jesus. I don't want to have his characteristics. Right. That's I want to have his love. That's what we're I talking I want to have his anointing. That's what I want to have his miracles. Oh, man. So does that mean I want to be like Jesus? It means you want to be like Jesus. Well, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> I guess I want to be like Jesus, folks. Okay. Do I grow a beard? <laughs> See, the scripture says that we're to know no man after the flesh. Even Jesus, we're not to know after the flesh, we're to know after the spirit. Well, I so would... we're talking about spiritual things here. We're not talking about a beard. Well, I think I would add some embroidery to my robe. <laughs> so I heard this story one time about uh, a man who was in prison unjustly. He was a Christian man. And he, of course, he had a cellmate and who was didn't know the Lord. And he was continually sharing Jesus, sharing uh, the gospel with this man, told him about Jesus' perfect life and his teaching and his miracles and his death on the cross for our sins and burial and resurrection. But no matter what he said, the man didn't was not ready to receive Jesus. He was imploring him, encouraging him to receive Jesus as his Lord and Savior. But nothing he said impacted the man to the point where he was willing to take a step to accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior. But one day the Holy Spirit gave this man, this Christian man, an idea. And he turned to the fellow and he says, do you know what Jesus is like? And the man says, no, I don't really know what Jesus is like. And the man said, Jesus is like me. And the other prisoner said, I want to be like Jesus then. I want to, <laughs> no, he didn't say I want to be like, I want to receive Jesus then. If Jesus is like you, I want to receive Jesus. <clears throat> so you see that character of Jesus that you're talking about, 
the faith, the love, all these things about Jesus Christ, when they're in us, they're attractive to people. People will be attracted to that love. You want and, to make sure your head doesn't get all puffed up. Right, well, it doesn't because it's not us. It's not us when, you know, if our head's puffed up, it's going to explode. We're we're not uh, we're not in the right stream. We're not in the right flow of thought. So to be like Jesus is a goal. You know, Paul said, "I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus." Paul wanted to be like Christ, but he says, "I have not yet attained." Let's look at that Philippians chapter three. I've got so many scriptures here. We would be forever in this video, I guess, but if we can just get the thoughts across, that's the main thing. I like the book of Philippians. Philippians, yes. But what things were gained to me, this is Philippians 3, 7, I have counted those things to be lost for the sake of Christ. Yes, certainly I count everything as lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have forfeited, forfeited the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is of God on the basis of faith, to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if somehow I might make it to the resurrection of the dead. And that's really talking about this life of Christ, living out this resurrection life of Christ. Paul wanted that, but he says, I'm not going to get it by the righteousness of the law, just by keeping the rules. It's by faith in the Son of God. And going back to the scripture I was quoting before, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So Paul didn't say, well, I'm trying to crucify my flesh so that I'll be like Jesus. He didn't say that. He said, I am crucified with Christ. In other words, it's, it's already been accomplished, not by me, but by him. I was crucified with Christ. You see, so the key to being like Jesus is to take it by faith, every part of this, to take our death to sin and our life in God. And, you know, the scripture says if anyone's in Christ, he's a, what? New creature. What's passed away? Old things are passed away. All things have become new. So in Christ, we are new creatures, you see? And we need to live according to that new creature. We need to have new creatureitis. Well, you know, when I got born again, I, I know the old things passed away and I was new. But the longer that I am a Christian, I have a harder time with oh I don't know the, you know there's new things that crop up mm -hmm. 
and they seem to be more difficult to overcome than when you were a young Christian. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But the key is to live by faith in the Son of God. And I think the message I want to get across here is quit struggling. <gasps> oh, quit but struggling. I struggle all the time. Well, quit struggling. You know, Jesus said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and you will find rest unto your soul. He didn't say you will find torment. He didn't say you'll find strife. You just got to let Jesus live through you. You got to do it by faith. Amen. And you see, none of us can live this life by our flesh. Paul made the statement. He says, I know that in me, this is Paul speaking as a Christian, a mature Christian. I know that in me, that is to say my flesh dwells no good thing. Oh, I know that. Yeah. So we've got to quit trying to reform Adam. Or reform Susan. We've got to quit trying to reform the Adamic nature, okay? And we've got to start letting Jesus live his life through us by faith, okay? We've got to believe that Christ is in us. You know, the Bible said, as many as received him, okay? So the Bible said that we receive Christ. That means he comes and he lives in us. Okay. Oh, okay. So if we receive Christ, then we receive his love, we receive his faith, we receive his holiness, we receive his goodness. Amen. The Lord is good and he lives in you. So. And his authority. So, how are we how are we going to accomplish this? Do you have a plan? Yeah. Are you going to are you going to share a a victory lesson plan? Let's <laughs> practice on Susan. <laughs> well, look, we all have this, this warfare. The Bible tells us in Galatians that the flesh wars against the spirit. The whole key is walking in the spirit, is learning to walk in the spirit. So we've got to cultivate our relationship with the Holy Spirit. We've got to look in the scripture and see what it says about this relationship with the Lord. We've got to stop thinking of it as we're down here and he's up there. We've got to start thinking of it the way the Bible says it is, as Christ in us, the hope of glory. You know, I heard uh, uh, Francis Hunter, uh, who we knew personally, and, and, and Charles and Francis Hunter spoke in our church. But she made the statement, she says, the only way that the, the miracles can happen that happen in our ministry is that I truly believe that Jesus Christ lives in me. And, and that's really the bottom line. We have to believe, you know, like Paul said, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So when Jesus died on the cross and the things that he accomplished, it was not only for the forgiveness of sins, but to, it was to impart his very nature to us. In First Peter, it says that we are partakers of the divine nature, okay? But we do grow. We have to grow in these things. We have to learn how to, you know, walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. But I tell you what, Jesus wants to live through us. 
And there's a story in the scriptures I just had in my heart to share. You know, we know that when Jesus went to the cross, <clears throat> as he was dying, he prayed for the people that nailed him up there. And think of that, that someone was punishing him, killing him. And he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So if we want to know what Jesus is like, that's what he's like. He forgives his enemies. But then the first martyr of the church was Stephen. And they took him out and they started to stone him with stones. And as he was laying there dying, he said, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. Now, can you imagine that? If somebody's killing you, stoning you with stones, that the natural man is going to just be angry but yet Stephen is saying father you know don't lay this sin to their charge so when Stephen died he was being like Jesus but I don't believe he was just saying well I saw Jesus do it when he was dying I saw him do it so I'm going to do it too oh yeah I remember his teaching now uh, uh, you know love your enemies no I believe it was because Christ was in him Okay, so I'm listening. Yes, ma'am. As and I've heard this all before. Have you? Yeah. I'm bringing a great new revelation here. <laughs> See, it's always new and fresh to me. I mean, it's like, oh, this is a new revelation. I've probably taught it a hundred times. But Christ wants to live in you, folks. Amen. He wants to live in us. Amen. He wants to live out His life. You know, when the when the Scripture says, "The works that I do, shall you do also." That's how it's done, by but Jesus living in us. I'm, I want to grow, so I'm going to keep interrupting you until I get the answer. So, you know, when I release forgiveness, and it genu genuinely comes from a heart, and I release it, and then a few hours later, or a couple days later, that wound or that hurt comes back and then I feel like I'm back at square one again. But, you know, you're not. I mean, what is that? Where is that coming from? Is that coming from Christ? No. It's your flesh. When, we're, no. when we have that type of reaction, it's our flesh. And by the way, there is a genuine anger. I mean, that God gave us the capacity to get angry over things. But he says, be angry and sin not. He doesn't want us to live with anger and live uh, with Yeah, grudges. bitterness. I know that. Right, right. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a matter, you know, I think of separating the, the spirit and the flesh. And, you know, hey, I'm preaching to myself here as much as to you. So, well, you know. But it's, it's, we have to realize that down in here, Christ loves that person you know even though they've done something terrible to us and maybe to others or whatever Jesus loves them and he loves us in spite of our uh, failures and weaknesses well you know I it took me a, a long time to forgive my father mm -hmm. it took years and I kept releasing forgiveness over and over and over again and and I was in a meeting 
once and I don't even know what they were talking about. But I released that forgiveness again and it, and it broke. So maybe I'm preaching to myself trying to bring that back to my remembrance that, you know, it didn't happen right away. It didn't happen for a long time. Right. But, but I don't want to live like that. I don't want stuff to take years. Right, and it, I don't believe it has to. But, you know, when you're talking about this meeting... Yeah. Okay. What, what you know, what comes to my mind is, what was that about that meeting? You said you didn't even remember what they were talking about. <laughs> I don't even okay? know what they were talking about. But you see, sometimes when we're in a meeting, <laughs> and it can be in our home... There's something called the anointing of the Spirit of God. There was an anointing there. I got <laughs> high. <laughs> and the anointing is like, it's like heaven. Yeah, the heaven came down. I was in heaven. I Well, as you know. Right. Heavenly, like, place, I don't heavenly know. places in Christ Jesus. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, what's the answer, Susan? It's the anointing. When I said Christ in you, the hope of glory... Christ means the anointed one and his anointing. So it's the anointing in us. That's how we can love people. That's how we can have the faith of the Son of God. I think I think things would change faster if I could get it quicker. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I know this year, I, or actually the end of last year, I mean, I went through a, a real struggle and my faith and just dissatisfied with myself where I was at in my mind, my attitudes. And I really had to come to a place where I said, I'm, I, I'm done with this. But you know, I'm still, I, I think something real happened, but yet I still want Christ to be bigger yeah. in my life. You know, I, I, want, I want it to just come, just naturally come out, the love of God to come out of me. But, you know, and the other thing is, I want to say here, is it's not only the love of Christ, the love of God, but the faith of Christ. Yeah. You know. We'd see more miracles. We'll see more miracles if we'll let Jesus live big in us. In other words, if we'll let the anointing uh, be stronger in us, you know. Well, you know, that's one thing, you know, there's a lot of people that need Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, and it doesn't seem like we're being that effective mm. today as when Jesus was around. Right. But the thing that was different about his ministry than our ministry is that there were miracles. Mm -hmm. And if we would, uh, if we would um, start seeing more miracles for others... I think people's eyes would be opened. And we should. Because... Well, yeah. You know, I mean, I think... You say, well, yeah. But, you know, a lot of Christians say, well, you know, that was Jesus. And this is now. And, you know, we're, we don't really expect too much now, you know, to happen. <laughs> but Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also. So, yeah. It's just like I'm striving to be like Jesus in my character. I also want to be like Jesus... Uh, in my ministry, I want the, I want a greater anointing. I want a stronger anointing, not only for healing but for miracles. Because sometimes people need more than just a gradual healing; they need a miracle. I want to see more miracles 
And I don't believe there's any reason why we shouldn't be seeing more miracles because no, I don't I don't know why. And I think people question that over and over again. And I know when we we go places and we tell them about the things that happened in India or Benin or Europe or you know or, or the United States. You no, know, wait a second. And they say, well, why don't we see miracles here in the United States? And then you have to kind of, you know, their hunger is greater and, you know. But I think if we would, I don't know. But Jesus loving you. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the anointing. I was reading this morning, for example, in the 13th chapter of Acts. And it said they were worshiping the Lord. And then it said the Holy Spirit spoke. And it said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. That's when when Barnabas and Saul were sent out uh, to evangelize and plant churches. It came because they got in the spirit. They worshiped. And, mm-hmm. you know, what you talk about that service you were in, uh, no doubt there was worship, there was prayer, there was anointed ministry in well, that you place. Know, Sunday... at church it was very worshipful and anointed Mm -hmm. and I know we came home from church saying whoa that was really great today Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and you know sometimes you come home from church and you're kind of like (laughs) (laughs) well the key is worship I mean sometimes we have music but what we need is worship we need praise and worship worship is talking to God. I mean, you can listen to the words of a song and tell whether it's worship, because worship will always be directed towards God. He's the audience, and and that's what, when we do that, we come into a different place in the spirit. And I contend that that's what we need to do in our daily life more. You know, we need to worship. We need to get in the spirit. We need to seek the face of God. We need to live close with him. Amen. And quit trying to do it in the strength of our own flesh quit struggling quit trying to reform Adam you know but realize that the only way that we're ever going to be like Jesus is to let that Christ in us the hope of glory let him live big in us and uh, choose to yield to the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh so the Old Testament it's a lot of do, do this and don't do that you know and that isn't all thrown out but we fulfill it a different way we fulfill it it says in Romans you know Romans chapter 8 that we fulfill the law uh, by the spirit that's in us the life of Christ so let Jesus live big in you you know he's in you I tell you sometimes when we're praying here in the morning you pray things that are really you don't even realize it's supernatural prophetic words and when you preach there's the anointing there you know but you're just like me, you know, we all, we have this uh, flesh that, you know, wants to think the wrong things or go the wrong way. But we need to learn to lean into the Holy Spirit and, and let him really live big in our lives and, and just, you know, just percolate well, you know, and cultivate that. It, it's kind of like um, a train track or something, you know, you kind of... You're going along, and then then uh, there's a, a, a short, <laughs> yeah. and 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 you stop, and then you get it get connected, and then you move a little further, and, yeah. and then there's that 
short. Yeah, so what's the short? Well, the short is, I guess it's uh, an attack of the enemy. Attack of the enemy. You or know, it can it, be a you're, you're in your head. You start, you start thinking about things that aren't godly. But it can, well, be, you know. can be like sometimes a personal failure if you miss it. Then you, you, know, you feel condemned and you're short-circuited. Yeah. So that's why there is therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. So we've got to learn the lesson here. Since we, as long as we live in these earthly bodies, we've got to learn the lesson of you know, repent and get back on, get back on track yeah. quickly. <laughs> I, th I think God gave me you to, to help me be better. Because <laughs> sometimes I struggle. But you know what? Greater is he that's in you. I know. I can preach it. <laughs> and then when you step off the stage you almost fall off <laughs> I love to preach yeah <clears throat> well I think we're going to call our quits for today on this <laughs> and message. do a lot of editing <laughs> no, no we're going we're gonna to give it just as it is I think but we'd like to hear from you mm. about how do you uh, how are you going about being like Jesus is that important to you? And what are what are you doing towards that end? You know, do you relate to what I'm saying about quit struggling, and let the Holy Spirit take over? It's kind of like the the old adage, you know, getting the cart before the horse. You know, we're gonna do all these good works so we're good Christians. You know, I'm gonna have a great rest of the day. I'm gonna never really think be a, a bad good, thought again. I'm gonna be a really good husband, father, pastor, or whatever evangelist. I'm gonna be tremendous. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta just get the horse before the cart and let Jesus take over and His let His glory uh, work in you. And so I've got a lot, a lot of other scriptures here, but maybe we'll do those another time. We're glad you could be with us, and we just mm -hmm. want to pray a blessing over you in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each one that's watching or listening. We do thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit that breaks the yoke and that we just break every stronghold over their lives and every stronghold that would say, you can't do it, you're just, you're no good. I break that in Jesus' name. And I just say that everyone will receive Jesus Christ and all that he has for them in Jesus' name. And if you never receive the Lord, just pray this prayer from your heart. Just say, dear Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for Jesus. I know without Christ I'm lost. I know without Christ. I want Jesus in my heart. I turn from my sins and I accept Jesus as Lord. I believe he died for my sins and I believe he rose again. And from this day, I will follow Jesus. Amen. Well, God bless you. We'll talk to you next week. Or next time. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of Good News for Everyone from Tom Shanklin Ministries. Tom and I want to invite you to visit our website at www.
shanklinministries.org. You will find many encouraging articles and videos and podcasts. There's news about our worldwide outreach and also ways you can connect with us. We'd love to hear from you.